Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luan, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Let's give a powerful clap offering and worship Amen. to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is good. And his mercies endures forever. Amen. From generation to generation. Amen. He remembers his covenant. We are in Midrand. In our own land. In our own place. I wish you were here. I said, I wish you were here so that you can experience what we experience. We are in our new steel structure tent. What a joy. We want to say to all the Emmanuel Christian churches worldwide, thank you for your generous gifts. That this is our first site we developed in June. And we have other two sites that we have developed. We'll soon broadcast from there. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much. We are teaching on Alelon. Which simply means one another. We have summed it up with the word relationship. Now you have to understand that every relationship there is the demand for faithfulness. There is a demand for truthfulness. There is a demand to be loyal. There is a demand to go through some difficult and challenging times. There are a lot of people who want to be in a relationship. But people don't think about other people. But they only think of themselves. I want to challenge you. In our areas where we come from people will have two boyfriends three boyfriends four girlfriends and they will say I have a steady one I hope that you are not called a steady one Amen. I said I say I pray that you are not called a steady one Amen. you see People have that kind of a relationship. And sometimes people take God in the same light. That they, they have God as their steady relationship. And then they have the many other gods they worship around. Let me tell you today that your relationship will not go very far if you use God as a supplement to the many gods you are worshiping. You see, I grew up from that environment where Sunday we go to church and during the week we do many other things. We get our 11-11s. We go and uh, gabba or vomit. We drink water and vomit again. Or you get a spate. And we are saying... You know, we have to help God. When, when those who were taking us to those places, they will say, Nwanaka. God, we are helping God. Listen, you can't be in love and go and have another relationship. There's no amen in mid 
You see, you can be in love and have another makwapeni. Then your love is not a true love. Your commitment is not a true commitment. You have too many options. You see, when we come to Jesus, we give ourselves fully to him. We surrender all other things. And we give ourselves to God. There is no makwapeni of a God in our life. Listen, you can build a, a powerful, strong marriage. You can have a strong family by playing double standards. There are many in our midst who says, I love you, but I love so and so as well. I pray that you are not that kind of a person that is in love but loves somebody more. Amen. Somebody was found having extra relationship and he said to his wife, it's true, I love you, but I love her as well. And I said, this man is not serious. This man is not fully committed. They love you for as long as it benefits them. Love has no limits. You have to be fully committed. So when we talk about Alelon, we talk about giving ourselves, surrendering our life, being in a true relationship, thinking of others more than ourselves, giving ourselves to the love of the Father. Listen, you can succeed in life being double-minded. I've seen people go everywhere. Many years ago, I had a member in my church. I've prayed for them. I've told them to trust the word of God, to believe in the scriptures, and to stay true to their faith. And I'm told, the person passed away. When we went for the memorial service, part of the family members who claim to be Christians, who claim to be sons and children of God, they spoke and they said, this person, we took the person to many other places and every time she will refuse to come out of the car. She will say, I believe the word. Even if I am to die, I am ready to meet my maker. I have prepared my life. I'm willing to die in this relationship. Even though there are options that has been given to me, I will not take those options. I am taking this one option. Jesus is my Lord. I have believed if I perish I will perish in my faith so the family member was confessing he says this person was full of faith while we were in worry while we were going in pain we could see this one will not last long we gave all the option to this person, as many of us do. Let me tell you, Puteho, unless, unless you become committed, your Christianity will amount to nothing. I don't know you heard what I said. I said, unless you give yourself 
fully. You may not go very far. Your Christianity will be too weak. Your Christianity will not be strong. You will be unable to serve the Lord with all of your heart. People think they need to help God. People think they need to assist God by doing things for themselves. But today, I want us to continue. We are teaching about all alone. Going all out. Going all out. Giving the best of all that you have. Giving the best of all that you have. Surrendering your life. Giving yourself fully to the Lord. Understanding that loving others simply means denying yourself. May the Lord have mercy on us. I said you need to understand that loving others loving others you need to give you need to surrender you need to let go of the things that you have become comfortable with you have to understand that it costs more what Christ has done for us you have to understand that it costs more for what Christ has done for us so until you understand that part your success and your breakthrough will be limited may the Lord bless you this morning may you be fully committed to Jesus amen May you love him with all of your heart. Amen. May you never stumble in your walk with the Lord. Amen. May you break through in all your activities Amen. in the name of Jesus. Can we go together to the book of Matthew chapter 16? I said Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16 verse, 24. verse 24. It says here, then Jesus told his disciples if anyone will come after me 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 if anyone will come after me, come after me, come after me he was qualifying what he was going to say many of us are willing to follow and only if it doesn't cost us much. I will go with you. We'll make a vow. Till death do us part. But what we're simply saying. For as long as I'm happy. You see if you say. Since death do us part. It doesn't matter if you are happy. The commitment is given. Your life is surrendered. Regardless of what is going on. I surrender my life. I give my life I lay down my life and Jesus was saying if anyone will come after me let him deny himself let him deny himself let him deny himself we are living in a modern time many people are not willing to deny themselves there is a story that is given for those who are listening on radio this is a very good story we are told that one day a pastor had a, had a son and he was worried what will my son be you know he's coming to 
to church. He's playing the keyboard. He plays the drums. He's in the drama. He's doing all the things that should be done. And so the pastor called the prophet. He said, prophet, please come and help us. I want to know what will happen with my son. Will he become the man of God? Will he become a businessman? Will he become a politician? What will my son be? The prophet came. When the prophet arrived, he said, man of God, I need three things from you. You must put the Bible on the table. You must put money on the table. And you must put a bottle of beer on the table. And we will see if he chooses the Bible. Praise the Lord. Your son will be like you. You will be a preacher. He will be a preacher. He will be a preacher. More powerful than you. The pastor smiled. He says, number two, if he chooses the money, he will become a businessman. Extremely shrewd. A shrewd businessman. He will trick everybody else. He will make all efforts to get the money. And he says, number three, if he takes the if he if he takes the bottle of beer, we know he will be he will be a drunkard. He will be a drunkard. He will drink himself to stupor. So the pastor says, okay, it is fine. So they called the son. So the son came in. When the son came in, they looked at him. He went in. He took a Bible. And the pastor was smiling. He said, oh, my son is committed. This boy loves Jesus. But he was shocked. The boy took the Bible and put it under his armpit. He put it under his armpit. And he moved towards the money. And he took the money. Put it in his pocket. And the pastor was perplexed. He said, hey, what's going on? He took the Bible. He's taking the money. Oh, they thought he's finished. When, when they looked at him, he moved further. He took the bottle of beer and he downed it. He drank the beer. The pastor put his hands on his head. He said, Prophet! Prophet! What happened? I thought you came with a good idea. He said, My son. He has taken the Bible. He has taken the money. He has taken the beer. What will he be? The pastor said. The prophet said. It's just unfortunate. Your son will be a politician. He will do all of these things. Never committed to anything. His commitment. Commitment. You will not be sure of it. Listen, when you come to Jesus, you can't be a politician. You can't fit in all sides. You have to have a character. You have to have morality. You have to be measured. You have to be equal to what you say. You can't say something in the morning, something lunchtime, something in the evening. And when you come, you, you, you say you did not understand what I was you see, only politicians can do that. They never tell the truth. They'll say, I'm not fully committed. If you ask them, 
What faith are you? They will say to you, for the sake of my people, I will not tell who, who I believe in. You see, a chameleon takes every color. Listen, if we get a chameleon now, they are chameleon Christians. When I look to my left, I see chameleon Christians. When I look to my right, I see chameleon Christians. What kind of a Christian are you? You have to have a standing, a place that everybody knows. This person is standing here. This person believes this. You can't be everything. Only politicians. They can wake up in the morning. Come to our church. We are going for elections. If you don't believe me, wait for the elections. They'll come to my church. When they finish, they'll go to another meeting. By evening, they've been in 10 meetings. All of them believe in different things. And the politician will say, don't ask me. I want the votes. They will tell you, when you vote for me, this I will do for you. But Jesus is not like that. He said, if you follow me, be like me. Be like what? Be like me. Let's read. He said, if anyone, don't be like the pastor's son. Some of the pastor's children, I tell you, I'm a pastor myself. I say, pastor's children, some, not all. Oh, I tell you. You will wonder, what kind of a demon is this? When you give him the mic, he's in church, and he opens his mouth. The heavens open. I wonder what spirit is that? When it comes, when they see the people, they see business. It's a curse. Pastors are doing business with the church. Pyramid schemes. Money making schemes. I will sell this and my people will sell and I will make money. They will go and live another lifestyle that is contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And somebody will say, I'm not my father. I'm not my mother. May the Lord have mercy on our children. May the Lord bless pastor's kids. May the grace of the Lord be upon the pastor's kids. Amen. Sometimes judgment is too harsh on them. And it's true, they are not the pastor. But they grew in a very good family. Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We are saying, loving others will make you to keep yourself pure. I said loving others will make you to keep yourself pure, to be holy, to live at peace with all your family members. I said to live at peace with all family members. Jesus said, let him deny himself. Take up his cross. How did Jesus take up his cross? The cross leads to death. 
The cross leads to surrender in your life. You can't love others by being the beneficiary only of the relationship. Some people are the beneficiary. They are not fully committed. They are in the relationship for what they can get out of it. I don't know. I don't know if you are hearing me. There are people who are in a relationship for what they can get out of it. Jesus was saying this relationship we must get your life out of it. You must be fully committed to the end of it. It says you must take up your cross and follow me. For whoever will save his life will lose it. There are many of our people who want to save their life by living wild. But in the process of doing that, they are losing everything. Most Christians don't go very far because they want to save their life. They are much more interested with, with the case of this world. I said they are much more interested with the case of this life. The case of this life, the house, the car, the profession, their self-image, all these things steals from them the good of what life could give. So for whosoever will save this life will lose it. But whosoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Emmanuel Christian Church, listen to me. You will never be a great person until you relinquish your rights. Until you forgive your brother. Until you forgive your sister. Until you live well with your neighbor. Not that they are treating you well. But you become the sacrifice for their sake. You stay in a relationship. Not for the sake of the children. But you stay in a relationship because you are dying to yourself. Because you are carrying your cross. Yes, some relationships are abusive. And they are unbearable. And definitely I've said to every person I'm on record. That if your husband beats you, don't call the pastor. Call the police. Open a police case. Then you can call the pastor who will come and help to heal the wounds and, and do the counseling. But when physical abuse, verbal abuse, or any form financial abuse, exists. It takes away the joy of a relationship. Jesus said, whosoever wants to save his life must lose it. And whosoever wants to, to keep his life will lose it. May the Lord have mercy. Verse 26. It says, What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? This story I've seen again and again. I've seen men who have left their wife and their children who pursued business and entered into other relationships. And later, when they've succeeded, they wanted to come back into the family 
they wanted to come back into the, the, the life of their children and in one occasion the children told the father we don't want your money we wanted your love you denied us your love you denied your, 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 your compassion we struggled by ourselves we are fine now enjoy your money in your old age the man was, was distraught he was painting he was looking for ways to buy the love of his children they told him we are not the Range Rover that you are driving you can't buy us we are not a TV set that you can control with a remote you enjoyed your life we are enjoying our own he says what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul what will a man give in return for his soul the listener I want you to understand that you can lose so much in life I said you can lose so much in life most families they lose a lot the father will leave the mother will fall in love the children are left by themselves may our love be a true love may we love truly to carry the cross of Jesus is a sign of love to the Lord and to the family. Because all those who are on the cross, they have no self-interest. I said all who are on the cross, they have no self-interest. Midrand campus, do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Where is your cross? I went to our church in, in the UK many years ago while I was preaching somebody lifted their, their wrist they had a watch on their, on their wrist they showed me the wrist watch it's cut time up I was very annoyed and I told them do you know how far I've flown? Do you know how much money I spent? When I come, I can't preach for 30 minutes. I can't pay the flight, pay the hotel, and preach for 45 minutes. I will have failed my mission. I don't know you understand. Where is your cross? Why can't you stay another five minutes? Why can't you be patient enough for somebody to pour out their heart to you their pain their frustration when it is you you want others to give you an ear you want others to talk to you you want others to be patient with you when you were not doing well others were helping you but now that you are doing well oh we are all dilambani you know pastors we are called names you know when you say to somebody. Oh, it's your turn to help others. By the way, we have taken people to university. We have paid their school fees. We have helped them accommodation. You, you thought they were growing spiritually. 
To say, now is your turn. Go and take your brother and sister. You are the light of your family. Take them to school. You say, no. It's my turn to enjoy. You go and buy a car. Live wild. It's a shame. To carry the cross is a sign of love to the Lord. To sacrifice your life. The book of Matthew 10, 38 to 39. And it says, whosoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of my love. It's not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whosoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I've seen people and I believe you have seen people who at some stage in their life they seem to be having it together but as we speak now everything has slipped their hands. They are talking about in my day in my time nobody's interested to listen because in their time and in their day they didn't listen to anyone. They didn't help anyone. Hey, you Christian, is your turn to help others. You know, in Tswana, there is a proverb that says, mm. It's exactly what I said. That the, 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 those who come from the same family, they are able to share even the smallest things that can be shared. You carry your brother, you die with them as your brother. But the Bible teaches us that our relationship is more closer than that of your brother. Are you listening? Midrand is too quiet. You mean I need to come here to teach you to say amen? I said you must love your brother. I said you must love your sister. You must sacrifice. You must lay down your life for others. All alone means self-denial. Self-denial is a key to serving the Lord. Self-denial and sacrifice is a foundation for our Christian faith. Listen, if you are in the church and you are here to receive, you came to the wrong place. Listen, we give food. We give clothes. We help. But that's not what the church is about. That is the department of social welfare. We do it in the church. We care for our brother. We care for our sister. We care for the soul. We care for the body. We care for the spirit of the person. But our main task is to care for one another that our life will not be lost. Self-denial is a key to serving the Lord. You can't say you love somebody and you are not willing to give. You say you love somebody but you are holding everything. You are hiding. Jesus carried the cross to Gilgal. A place of execution 
execution and death. You must carry your cross. If you carry your cross, it will become your place of execution and a place of death. I said, if you carry your cross, it's a place of execution. When you carry it, you will be drawn to surrender your self-interest. Most families are struggling. Please, let's hold the children. Let them not walk around. Amen. In our churches, children don't walk around. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to challenge you that your life must be a life of self-denial. Jesus carried his own cross. You see, when you carry your cross, Jesus never carried the cross until the time of his crucifixion. And when that time arrived, he carried the cross and walked up the hill to surrender his life, to die on the cross, not for his own sin. You are not listening. There's no amen. There's no clapping of hands. I said Jesus carried his own cross, not for his own sin, but for the sin of others. He was dying for other people. He gave his life for you. When you carry the cross, it's not for your rights. It's not for your comfort. It's not for your goodwill. It's for the will of others. You die to yourself. Oh, Barcelona. Midrand is asleep. Possibly I've come to, to make them to sleep. Like a baby in a pram. <laughs> oh, this congregation. Mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord have mercy. Amen. Listen. When Jesus carried the cross, he went up the hill. Think about it. He's carrying a cross. He's going up the hill. He's going to be crucified. When they were putting him on the cross, he was not running away. I know you will run away. When we, we say, oh, care for two people in the church. You will hear a mutual, eh, but pisa. You will hear, eh, these people. You forget that, we're not ori la pisit. We're not. We're not. We're not ori la We're not. We, we have really struggled to get you where you are. Did you hear what I said? I said we have struggled to get you where you are. Oh, you are not self-made. We have made you. You were running. We came to your house. We went to Tembisa. We went to Alexander. Oh, you thought uh, deep slopes. Oh, we came. We followed you. When you saw us, you dodged. I remember one day, one of our pastors arrived. And when she came, when she arrived at the house, the, the person ran away to the other house at the corner. So when he asked the neighbor, where is so and so? The neighbor said, don't tell, don't tell the person. But it's at the corner. Corner house. He says, I drove to the corner house. And when I arrived at the corner house, I found him in the pajamas. I said, I came to fetch you. He said, I think I've not washed. 
He says, I will wait for you. <laughs> and by the way, the pastor is supposed to preach. He says, I'll wait for you. Let's go home. When they arrived, I didn't iron my clothes. The pastor says, while you wash, I will iron. I will iron. I will iron. By fire, by force, you are coming to church. The demons that has troubled you, they are coming out. He carried the person in the car. Escorted them to church. For their own good. Listen, you must carry your own cross. When you carry the cross, is when you care for others. Not only yourself. May the Lord have mercy. Amen. You have to understand that there is a cost to loving others. Listen, people are difficult. I said people are difficult. Think about yourself. Happy you are difficult. I can tell stories about every person in the front seat. Do you want me to tell stories about the people in the front seat? I have AP Mashaba. You want me to tell stories? We have Adam Pumi. You want me to tell stories? I'm Pastor Mesh. You know, Pastor Mesh was with me. From the second week our church started, he has been there. As a young boy, going to, to university, hey, hey, I have stories I, I can tell. Listen, 22, 23 years is a long time. It will take us the whole day to talk about him. In other words, we will need about 23 years. Because every year I'll tell you a story of some of the amazing things. Let me tell you one of, of, of the stories about his life. This is a story about others. One day, Pastor Mesh used to have a cell in Sunnyside, Victoria. And the cell was called El Shaddai. And the El Shaddai people they decided to do outreach program. And in Pretoria, where Pastor Mesh was staying, there's the area they wanted to catch fish there. They wanted to win people to Jesus. And that day, they decided, close to their place, there are a lot of prostitutes. They were having compassion for these young women. So they decided, it was winter. Can you imagine a girl putting on a short skirt? Freezing! Uh, trying to show. Pastor Mesh, together with others, they make tea and coffee. They say, hey, let's go and show compassion to the prostitutes. Can you imagine a pastor, a shepherd, going? Yeah. When they arrived, few prostitutes responded. And one, two of them, they say, hey, we we are pressed. We want to go to toilet. Will you allow us to come to toilet? Pastor Mesh was generous. They went to toilet. They cleaned his toilet. They took whatever they could find. The first one went in to give them some comfort. He went in one time, come out. 
Pastor Mesh, heart was old. One, one, one sheep is here now. He didn't know these are goats. The other one was in the bathroom. She was taking things in the back. But that didn't stop Pastor Mesh. It's, it's one of the many it's one of the many testimonies of loving and going beyond the call of duty. Pastor Mesh is a chartered accountant. He doesn't need to preach. If he was a man of the world, he would say, listen, I have got my money. I go to work every day. What do I have to do with people? I send him to come to meet rent. And I said, we didn't even talk. I never explained to him. And I feel like I might remove him from meet rent. Right. The same way as I brought him here. You are not there. So I don't expect you to get involved in it. You, 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 you get it? He came to meet rent. Now the people of Tembisa, Maibuye, Alexander, Deep Sluts, Mid Rent, and the upmarket suburbs here. Hey, they have a nice pastor. A very kind pastor. A polished pastor. Who speak English and Zulu? Who speak English and Pedi? Have you heard Pastor Mesh speak Zulu? Oh, I tell you. When he came here, he didn't know Zulu. Listen, he speaks Zulu and Kosa. I said, when I was listening to him speaking his Zulu, I said, if I take him to KwaZulu Natal, the church will get full. Because he will be like a comedian. People will say, what is he saying? <laughs> is this Zulu or Pedi Zulu or Tona Zulu? But in Houteng, this Zulu is working wonders. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't be in your comfort and change your world. Listen, God has a good plan for your life. You have to come out of your comfort. All these people, you will never have known if he didn't understand the story of Alelon. What is your story? What is it that you are going to give? I only come into church so that Oh, the music is good. Oh, what, what do you think? Did you hear the music? In the Bible, there's no gifting like that. We read in the Old Testament about David and the singers. In the New Testament, Sister Itu, I don't hear Jesus calling anyone to come and sing. Akiru, you are saying we are following Jesus. Oh, Brother Kiyo, have you seen? They say, oh, Peter was the worship team leader. And he said, oh, let us give a song. The Lord is coming to preach. Jehovah is your name. We don't hear about it. We hear about the teachings of Jesus that he empowered. So even when you sing, it's the smallest part of the ministry. You must care for others. Some singers are very proud. They will jump the paper in the church. When you say, let's go and win souls, you will never see them. 
You'll find them there. They will be waiting. No, not cooking. They will be coming to say, we are ministering. There are the people who are saying, we are ministering as well. I was telling some people, I said, listen, uh, when you sing, we, we will not pay you. We will sing with you. But, but don't get it over your head. You are not a celebrity. You are not an artist. You are a psalmist. In the church, you are a psalmist. In the world, you are an artist. Now, when you don't understand English, you should understand where the word artist comes from. It's the word that comes from the word hypocrite. The word hypocrite simply means actor. That's why people are saying, I'm an artist. They are not serious. They are not serious. They are worshippers. They are those who are worshippers. But most artists, they even practice their dance, how they are going to move us. They are not interested in the Christ. I heard somebody say, I'm a gospel singer. And then they were asking them some questions sometime on SABC. And they were asking them about the gospel, the four gospel. Give us any, any, I mean, it was the simplest, simplest question. Give us any four gospels, one of the four gospels. What did he say, my love? The book of Paul. Yes. The book of Paul. Possibly want to say the book of John. <laughs> because he's just full of himself. Listen, worshippers, you know I love music. I write, I write music. And I produce music. Listen, I produce music more than once. And I've written more than one song. And it's everywhere in the world. So you can't Listen, I'm more powerful than you think. I'm not just talking. Listen, I, I did music. Yes, I, I, I learned piano. Oh, you, you think I don't have ear? Listen, I, I, I will sing, I will shock you. <laughs> Jesus, have mercy. Listen, all alone. It's about others. When you sing, we are giving you a chance. It's not like all of us can sing. Not, the whole church cannot be in France. We enjoy your singing. That's why we allow you to come again. We are going to have communion. I will ask all our viewing centers and all of our churches to prepare for communion as our time has gone. I want to pray with each and every one of us. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Maybe you are here in Midrand or anywhere where you are listening or watching. You know that you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You are not sure if the end of your life comes. If you die, what will be of your life? I want to pray together with you. We just read now. The Bible says, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? I don't want you to achieve so much and yet lose your own soul. I want to pray together with you. If you are here this morning, 
in this uh, campus in Midrand and say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to be a child of God. Or you are anywhere in our churches, anywhere in our watching centers. You say, I want to receive Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to be a child of God. Lift up your right hand right now and I'll pray together with you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. Is there somebody else? Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. For all those who have lifted their hands. I'm going to pray. I'll ask the church to pray together with me. And every person who's listening, if you are driving, don't close your eyes, please. But we are praying. Can you say, Father? Father. In the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. Thank, you today thank you today for your salvation. For your salvation. I, receive Jesus I receive Jesus as my Lord, as my Lord and, my Savior. and my Savior. With my own mouth, With my own mouth I, speak I speak that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ With, my own heart, With my own heart, I believe, I believe that you raised him from the, dead. Him from the I dead. Thank you, Father, I thank you, Father, for this great salvation. For, this great salvation. for your word says, for your word says if, I speak, if I speak and I believe, and I believe I'll, be saved. I'll be saved. Thank you, Lord. Lord, Thank you, Lord, for this salvation, for this salvation in, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Can you say, Morena Jesu? Morena Jesu. Ya Morena. Morena. Baka. Ntwarele di bitaka. Ntatwe. Ntatwe. Amen. Amen. If you pray this prayer, I, I believe you are saved.